Get real close to the radio, kids. It's the Sleeping Situation Podcast. How about some good old-fashioned entertainment? <laughs> good old-fashioned fun. I'm Ivy. I'm Matt. And this is our podcast. Hello. Hello. If you've never listened before, the Sleeping Situation podcast is uh, where we, a couple that lives together and has a cat, uh, we sit around and we talk about our lives and we recommend things to you and we review pop culture and then we uh, will play a little game. All to be revealed within the hour or so. Yes. So what's up? Um, not too much. I'm hesitant to broadcast this, uh, because of how things have been going. Um, but I have a gig this Friday. Yeah, as of right now, uh, as of Sunday, I have a gig. Yeah, check Facebook or whatever before you, uh, show up or anything. Yeah. Um, Acronauts' first show ever. Uh, with the Low Siders at Buzzbin Art and Music Shop in Canton. Uh, Friday the 21st at 8. Doors are at 8. I think music probably starts at 9. Okay. And uh, it's $5 at the door. Wear a mask. Please. No more than 50 people. So you got to be there uh, waiting in line, camp out at 7 a.m. Yeah. I really want to see if they have... I want one of those Canton Low Life shirts... Oh, nuts. Now we done it. Nuggets. Oh, drumsticks. We can't have nice things, including air conditioning, while we record. Whoops. Um. God damn it. (laughs) I'm a mess. Uh. Chair is squeaky. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. So that's this Friday. Come see me play in two bands. Hopefully. Hopefully. I'm not going to go because I'm too scared to be around Jeremy people still. Oh. But, uh, I mean, I told you that. You said you hadn't decided yet. I have decided. It's If we all stayed inside for, like, four more weeks, we could probably have a banging Halloween, but I don't know what's going to happen, so I'm staying home. Okay. Um. Oh. Pardon now, me. Now, stop being popular. Pardon me. Cut it out. Oh, my goodness. All right. Band, band chat stuff. Um, yesterday, we had this moment where we were like, why don't we have any plates ever? Uh, so we went to go to Walmart to buy more plates. Oh, yeah. And then there was a line outside of the Walmart, and we were like, no. And so we went to a different Walmart. We went to a different Walmart. That's uh, that's the level of uh, millennial we are. We're not going to wait in line. We'll just go to a different one. Well, there's no reason to when we live, like, equidistant between the two Walmarts. Yeah. I mean, we just had to go back the way we came. But also, we didn't need to be in there so bad that we need to wait in line and get coughed on by the Jeremy people that go to Walmart. Yeah. So... That too. Anyhow, so we went to we went to Walmart. I got some socks and underwear. That was exciting. Woohoo! Uh, we didn't find any plates. Nope. We should look at big lots. That's why I got those colorful ones that I have. Okay. I was just in there not too long ago. Did you look for plates? No, I bought two candles. Oh. Remember? Oh yeah. 
I didn't see any plates, but... I wonder... We could try. So I wonder if there's any place down by the store that I could go. Oh, I'd have to think. I don't know. What's down there? I mean, there's a Walmart there. There's Target. Yeah. I'm down there literally every day, and I don't know what's there. Yeah. That's fine. Um, So we left the Walmart, and uh, I asked very nicely if we could go to the Guitar Center... Just to, just in case. Um, and they have mostly nothing. Uh, it's, like, almost too empty in there. It's a little sad. I think they're having a time right now. Um, but, lo and behold, on the used guitar... Just don't put the cap back on. I'll spill it. <laughs> on the used guitar wall, I found a Maestro Les Paul copy 12-string electric guitar. And I've been passively shopping for an electric 12-string. And I don't want to spend a grand on the Fender one. Uh, Thank you for not doing that. Yeah. Um, I have a 12-string electric, and it's virtually unplayable. Uh, The neck is enormous, and the body weighs at least 50 pounds. (laughs) So I've been looking for one, and I planned to order one. I found one on eBay for $180. It's a Telecaster copy. Um, which is what mine is now. Uh, and it was like a, a thin line Telecaster copy, which I still think would have been cool. Um, but we were in there and I found that. And so I got it, um, for virtually the same price. And I'm mm-hmm. sure the neck is a lot smaller on that one. From what I've seen, those, those ones that I was looking at still have a pretty wide neck. So I think you made the better choice. Anyway. I think I did too. The more um, you keep talking about it, I think, uh. I think you you did a good. I I'm excited, especially because it's kind of weird and it's mm-hmm. a bit of an off-ball thing. Um, I think it's from the '80s, as best I can tell. Um, there's only I've only ever found one on the internet, so it oh. must have been really an oddball thing. Um, so, yeah, but thanks to Guitar Center's police hold, I can't get it until the 30th, Whoop. which I'm not terribly happy about. Um, Them's be the rules. Them's are the rules. Ain't that just the way? So, I'm already like shopping pickups and parts and stuff, and uh, I would really like see. Okay, this is this is getting a little geeky here, but uh, Seymour Duncan makes a set of single coil pickups that fit into the same size slot as like a humbucker. Okay, does this make sense to you? Are you following? I mean, yeah, but so yeah, it's like because single coils are usually real thin. Like, like that thin, right? Okay. And humbuckers are like the wide ones. Yeah. So, but they make a single coil that's like that big. That's like so, padded out. Yeah, so it fits in the hole, basically. Yeah. Um, so I found a set of those, and I'm thinking about that that might be good for that, because they're a little bit brighter, and they're going to have that, like, mm-hmm. kind of chime to them. But they're like a $150 set of pickups. No. And I'm like, I you're don't not know. A, I'm telling you, I'm putting my foot down. You're not allowed to put that much money into a guitar that you paid only a little bit more yeah, that been that for. That was my exact thought. No. Is I'm not putting a hundred and fifty dollars set of pickups and a two hundred dollars. Matt, I want a house. <laughs> you have to stop. Um, so that's I'm excited for that. Uh, I can get rid of my old clunker, twelve string. That's it's just the worst to play. Um, I'm like I'm going to keep it until we. Until I get that one, just so you can physically feel how much mm-hmm. bigger the neck is on it. Yeah. Uh, it's terrible. Um, on 
Friday? Friday. I got into... I wanted to clean stuff. I don't know why. That's not mm-hmm. a thing that happens to me ever. Um, I guess I, I did a bunch of cleaning at the store this week. Mm-hmm. That must have been... That triggered my cleaning. <laughs> I guess so. Um, and I pulled out my dresser for the first time since we moved here. <laughs> it was all sorts of dusty back there. And it's probably why my head's so plugged up every morning. Because um, you're just breathing in that dust. Just breathing in all that behind the dresser dust. Um, I found, what, two pair of glasses. And sunglasses. Sunglasses. Broken sunglasses. Bro- yeah, both broken. I... I'll wait. No. Why don't you just keep writing? Why don't you get close to the microphone? Where? This is our dining room table. It's big enough for four people if we all sit very close together. Where am I supposed to write? Where am I supposed to? Directly in the microphone, apparently. This is an ASMR podcast. (laughs) All right. Um, What was I even saying? I I don't know. I found two pair of broken sunglasses. uh, My ticket to Star Wars The Force Awakens. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, a lighter. A, a black big lighter that the cat whacked back there. Uh, what else do we find back there? I think that's about it. That's about it. it. Um, yeah. Oh, there was a stick of deodorant. There was. There was a whole deodorant back there, there. There was a pretty full stick of deodorant that's been back there long enough that they've now changed the packaging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's still good, though, and I've been using it. So, I heard that. Ivy just cracked her neck. Real loud. How am I not dead? <laughs> I just, like, put my head to the side just enough. Like, that, that, that face you made? That rattled my eyes. I thought I thought that was going to be a thing. <laughs> like, I thought that I was about to be bad. <laughs> that we were about to have a situation on our hands. Yeah. <laughs> that just, a like, hospital that situation. felt so weird. I'm afraid. I feel like my heart is racing. Am I still alive? I'm, Or did I just kill myself instantly and I just Maybe. don't know it yet? I don't know. That was weird. Uh, okay. Anyhow, I cleaned all the crud off the top of my uh, my dresser and swept off the lamp for the first time in like three years. Ew. It was, was nasty. It was real gross. I still got to clean off the guitar cases and uh, we have to do my closet at some point. Your closet is a disaster. My closet's fine. No, I think- it's not. <laughs> um, I did find my book. I have a little notebook of uh, these little books that Ivy got me. And, New York uh, City. Yeah. Fancy. And there's three of them, and I can't find the other two, so I don't know what the deal is there. They're probably probably at my parents' house somewhere. Um, but there yeah. was a minute there I was doing a, a daily doodle, and I would draw a little cartoon or something, and I want to start doing that again. I think that would be a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, I think the reason that I stopped doing it is that I just couldn't think of stuff to do. But uh, there's some that are in there that are pretty fun. You could also always use, like, a, a random word generator. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're stumped, just, like, you know, random word generate. Get yourself, like, ten words and, like, pick your favorite. Yeah. It'll be, like, bus, shoe, Europe. My uh, favorite is the uh, the giant cat sleeping under the bridge. That one's very good. That oh, it's a bridge? Favorite. I thought it was, like, in the hole of a boat. No, it's. A, I was it's seeing a that as a boat, and the, like the cat is like no, he's the, like under the deck of in the, the boat. valley of a oh, under. A bridge. See, that's very interesting. It's one of those like illusions where like the same outline is like a witch on one side, but then it's like a pretty lady well, the other it, way. I think it's just I can't. I'm not that good at drawing. And no, you, you didn't understand. I think we what just it interpreted it different. Well, I meant to draw a bridge. Well, that doesn't necessarily make it a bridge. I, Authorial intent is only. 
Only goes so far. Um, that one's very good, and there's one where there's a tank, but it's a watering a flower. I like that one a lot. That one's good. Um, I like the one where it's like Harold forgot his homework and he's <laughs> frowning really big. Yes. Um, otherwise, I've been depressed. Ain't that just I don't feel like doing anything, and I'm sad. And I want to make music, but I don't want to do anything. But we're working on that. Help pulls. <laughs> Period question mark. <laughs> um, otherwise, I think that's... Is that all that's going on? I spent five hours sweeping at work the other day. <laughs> I swept and then I mopped. And then... Oh, here's something fun. Let me... Tell me if any of the... If anyone listening has ever had this issue. I went to empty the Dyson... Uh, at work, we have a Dyson sweeper. Fancy. Fancy. Um, I went to empty the little container thing mm -hmm. that has the dust in it. The filth compartment. Filth window. Filth window. The roll suck supreme. Um, I, I thought about that when I was, <laughs> when I was sweeping behind the, uh, it's like you can... Shout out Strange Planet. You can see the, uh, the filth window. Mm-hmm. This is unsettling to me. Window. Yeah. It's like, that's why I'm roll sucking. Anyhow, um... You were emptying it? Yes. I was emptying the, the thing. And I I was like, I know the top opens on this thing. And I couldn't figure it out. And I'm like, there has to be a latch or a button or something. And then I hit the button, but the bottom opened, and then it <laughs> dumped all over my shoes. That's like the equivalent of in Home Alone when he's walking with all the grocery bags and they all just rip at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was like, well, I guess I'll clean the bathroom as well. And then I uh, hung up a coat rack and hung up some paintings and rearranged everything and threw away a bunch of stuff. It was a great time. That feels so good when you get in the swing of it. My uh, The manager came in and he made a comment. And I'm like, honestly, if you also don't want thrown away, I would leave. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing out stuff. I think, that's, I think I get that from my dad. Yeah. He gets in these modes where it's, he's like, if it's not bolted down, I'm throwing it out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like... Which is funny, because also your parents keep everything. Yeah. Well, they might need it sometime. Yeah. My dad is the epitome of, I might need it sometime. And it's like, instruction manuals from, but like, then, fridges you don't own anymore. But then, yeah, but then he'll need it at some point. <laughs> that's that's not good, because then he's proven right, I don't, like, one I time. I don't remember what it was. I mentioned something, and he was like, oh, wait a minute, and just goes out in the garage... And, like, ten minutes later, he comes back with the thing. He's like, I knew I had one of these. Oh, I like when, uh, what was it, they got, like, a TV, and it was, or a computer, something, but it wasn't working. And the lady at, like, Walmart or whatever was like, well, you have to have the box to return it. And your mom was like, I have the box. No, that's what Dad said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was, um... It was a TV, right? Yeah, they we got him a TV for his birthday or something. And, um, yeah, because she was, like, being really mm -hmm. snooty with him. He's like, I, like yeah. They keep everything. Yeah. I keep the box for at least like a year, for at least a while. Yeah. For stuff like that. Like I just got rid of my PlayStation box not too long ago, I yeah. think. Um, I have the box for my crock pot is in there, just in case it didn't work, so I think I'd probably get rid of that. See, I I used to be like that, but then eventually I'm like, why do I still have the like I never need it? Yeah. I guess I just a, like to keep stuff. Here's for a, while. a pro tip though. If you're buying a guitar, keep the box until the end of the return period. Because that's one of those things that they'll nail you with. Like, you can't return it because you don't have the box. PSA, like, you know, how how guitar stores do. Yeah. I'm saying that because that's how our guitar store does. The one that I work at. 
and it makes me mad. Yep. Anyhow, um, that's all. That's all that's going on. Uh, it's your turn to talk, please. That's all that's going on. My birthday was this week, Matthew. I thought that you would like to talk about. <laughs> I know. Your birthday. I'm just teasing. Uh, it was my birthday on Tuesday. I'm old. Congrats to me. I now have big girl health insurance. <laughs> Um, it was my birthday. Matt had to work, so I just pretty much chilled out all day, I think. I, uh, played Sims and, uh, sat around. Sidebar, Ivy is really good at The Sims. Thank you. Like, all of your houses come out really cool. Thank you. I feel like I'm not that great, but maybe it's just because I watch people on YouTube that are, like, amazing at it. You've just, like, practiced. That's, yeah, that's I mean, I've gotten I better, that's for sure. And, I mean, from watching them, I've gotten, like, tips and yeah. stuff. It's it's so hard, like, because you live in a house, and, like, you would think that, oh, yes, these things make a house, and these things make sense in a house, until mm -hmm. you go to do it in the game, and then you're like, I don't know how anything is or works. Well, the hardest thing sometimes is, like, not just making it a big box, like, trying to make right. interesting shapes, and it's hard to, like, visualize it before you do it. And I've actually learned that, like building it room by room instead of like making a big shape and mm -hmm. then like drawing the rooms out it's just like i want this room to be this shape and then this one to be this shape and then just seeing what the outside shape turns out to be yeah is well, it's at least one way to do it i mean to you know if you make the outside shape and then make the rooms it's just another way yeah. but sometimes you get a more interesting like outside like you know perimeter that way i keep telling ivy i'm sorry to keep interrupting that's you. all right but I keep saying that she needs to start a uh, Twitch stream because uh, she's very fun to play video games with. And that would be a good one, I think. Building a house. That on would the be Sims. fun. Uh, we could do Roller yeah. Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> Everybody, nobody wants to watch a stream of me cleaning up the bar for two hours because that's they all might. I like to do. No, but it's, <laughs> you would start from like the beginning of I know, the scenario. I'm, just, I'm teasing because like, that's just when, when we get going, I'm like, I can't stand it when there is anything, any barf on the path. So I'm just like, I spend all my time just telling the janitors to go sweep it up. And it makes me feel so good when I do. <laughs> I keep saying I want to play. Can we play roller coasters after this? See, I... I want to so bad, but I just want to so bad. And you've been telling me no for weeks. I, you can play it. I want to so bad. I, I can't. Roller Coaster Tycoon is bad. It's bad for me. I know. It's a slippery slope, but it's so fun. Let's, we're, we'll only be in it for like two months tops. <laughs> we'll be out by October. It's a good, honestly, it's a good thing that we didn't do that, like, when I was home. <laughs> you would have, like, stayed awake for 48 hours straight. I, it would have been bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's already bad when I do that. Yeah. That's what I want to do tonight really bad. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, that's what I did while Matt was at work. Then Matt came home, he gave me presents, and we ate a pizza. And then, uh, my request for, for... Funsies this year was uh, I wanted to make a uh, pillow fort. So we made a pillow fort with blankets and sheets and stuff out of our couch and chairs. And uh, we watched Tangled in it. Our pillow fort was subpar. Well, it was already like 10 p.m. Yeah. So I didn't want to like spend all night making the fort and then be too tired to watch a movie. I just. Because that's what I wanted to do like, in it. We did it and I was like, this is not enough. I need another room. And a tunnel. See, I was perfectly happy. But you are you are the engineer here. Uh, so I had a good birthday. It was a nice time. I think we talked last week that we went down to my parents, you know, uh, the Saturday before my birthday. Mm -hmm. um, yes, it was a good time. 
Uh, blah, blah, blah. I had a short work week because I took Monday and Tuesday off, so I was perpetually confused all week about what day it was and where I was supposed to be and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, while I was digging around the other day, I was looking through my random craft supplies uh, bin that I have in the desk, and I found a baggie full of sequins, and I said, ooh, just like that. Matt's got crumbs in his laptop. Yes. Would you got boogers? I don't know. Gross. Grody. Were you eating while you were uh, no. computing? I don't know what that is. Boogers. Um, anyway, I found a baggie full of sequins. And I was like, I want to use these in an embroidery. So I am excited to experiment with uh, hand sewing sequins. Do you know what I think you should do? What should I do? I think you should do, like, uh, like owls, but make those their eyes. That would be very cool. Like, do, like, circles of the, like, rings of sequins that oh, go yeah. around like this. You, see, you know what I mean? Like, a circle. And yeah, even if you did, like, like one circle. big owl. Well, I just mean, like, for the eyes. Like, yeah. I would do them in, like, a circular, like, spirally pattern. Yeah. Uh, that would be really cool. My idea was, um, since I've been mainly embroidering uh, haiku characters lately and or anime boys, um... I thought it would be cool to do some of the My Hero characters, but the ones that have, like, scars and, like, fill in the scar with the sequins. Ooh, that would also uh, be good. I was talking to my anime friends, and they were, and I was like, ooh, I want to use these on something. And somebody was uh, like, you should do this character. And I was like, where would I put the sequins? And I'm like, oh, he has this big scar down his face, so, like, I'll embroider his face and then fill in the scar with the sequins. You can do Zuko. I should do Zuko. That would be really cool. I'll do uh, Zuko and Todoroki because they are the same character. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, Todoroki's dad was the one that I was uh, was uh, gonna do first. He's an asshole, but oh. we also sort of like him. It's complicated. Um, so that's my next big project, I think. I was just telling Matt there's a. Uh, sort of a writing contest type thingy that I think I'm going to try to enter where you can get like a mentor to help you with your uh, your novel manuscript and get it picked up and stuff. So uh, that would be interesting. And so I'm going to try that. I don't want to, uh, you know, talk that up too big because like who knows and a million people are going to enter so like the chances are right. slim. But like it would be good to try, I think. Yeah. Could be exciting. Now that I have a finished book, sort of, mostly. Mm. You gotta, you, we gotta sell this. This has to be New York Times bestseller. Yes, that buy, would be. Buy us a house, please. You know, write us a house. If I could write us a house, that would be fantastic. I, like that's uh, all I. Well, I would like to write us a house. I'd also like to write myself my student loans. Oh yeah, <laughs> because then I would have more money for a house. Yes. Uh. So there's that also. But anywho, um, I I remember seeing something that. Uh, like, I think it was an interview with Paul McCartney, and he said there was one time that they were like, let's write a swimming pool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep, that uh, sounds about right. So, anywho, that's, uh, that's all that's going on with me, pretty much. Should we move on to everyone's favorite segment? Yes. It's Things of the Week. Bop. You threw off my groove. <laughs> um, things of the Week is the time where we recommend our, uh, our favorite things... This week to you. So go ahead. Okay. Um, I have been trying to understand hip-hop for a long time. 
and I don't get it. So I'm like, I need to figure out a way into it. I think I think part of the issue is just culture shock. Mm-hmm. Like it's so different from what I normally listen to that I need to find a gateway. Yeah, I need to I need to like snake my way into it. Right. Mm-hmm. If you want to like get into freeform jazz, you can't just start freeform <laughs> jazz. You have to like start at like if you're a rock guy, you got to start at like um, like Herbie Hancock and like the funk stuff. And then you got to mm-hmm. work your way backwards, like through Miles Davis, and then like get into all that. Then you could kind of figure it out, you know. See, you did the hand motion, which I appreciate, but you also didn't say acquire a taste for freeform jazz, which makes me sad a little bit. But please continue. Um, so in my quest for um, no pun intended, God damn it! Um, in my search for. Uh, hip hop that I might like. <laughs> I listened to the first, the two uh, first two Tribe Called Quest albums, and uh, they're all like jazz samples, and I'm into it. That's um, it. The the one song I, I liked, I was listening to it. I listened to it twice because I'm like, this is really cool. Um, so that that being said, if anyone has any like uh, super hip jazz or um, very melodic and uh chordal kind of hip hop stuff send it my way do it cuz i would like to understand i just hate drum machines i think that's i think that's really the <laughs> that's hang what's up that's doing it yep um it's like i can't listen to mumford and sons cuz i hate the banjo yeah exactly um i uh i switched back to rotosound strings and uh i'm very happy with them so far uh, I put them on my black jazz bass, and I bought another set for my Rickenbacker. Uh, I played Rotosounds literally until I started working at the music store. Hmm. So for the most of my bass playing career, I played Rotosounds. Oh. And then I just I started playing Dedarios because that's what they had. I thought that's what you always used. No. Oh. I, I didn't start using those until I started working at the store. Huh. Because um, we didn't get Roto Sounds. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not leaving the guitar store and driving to Guitar Center to buy strings. Yeah. Like, that's stupid. Um, and I wasn't going to play Ernie Ball bass strings because I tried those one time and I hated them. Um, there you go. So, uh, yeah, I've got the uh, the um, Roto Sound regular nickel. I What are they? For those of you that care. There was the ASMR, the crinkle. Um, the RS66LN Swing Bass 45-100 Nickel Wound. Um, And I'm very happy to be back on the... Even though the packaging that we get is stupid. I like the other packaging better, but I think that's... um, Because those are like the end whistle set. I think that's what... That's why I started playing Roto Sounds, is because that's what John and Whistle played for a long time. That makes sense. But also Jocko played Roto Sounds. And I think... Roger Waters played Rota Sounds, but they're the flats. Hmm. So, like, a lot of my favorite bass players played Rota Sounds. Um, and they're from England. Oh, from England. Across the pond. Yes. Um, Jolly old England. I'm a junkie for the uh, Keebler Sugar Wafers. That's what the, I always thought they were called vanilla wafers, and then I was like... No, vanilla wafers they're, are, are those circles. Right, those are vanilla wafers. Yeah. Not vanilla wafers. Well, they're not all vanilla, anyway. I know. 
they're sugar wafers, and I had a, a Mandela mm. effect um, moment. Oh. Uh, which was fun. I always just called them wafer cookies, I think. We always called them vanilla wafers, I don't know. Well, it's because your family didn't buy the right flavor. Right. Um, Thank you for agreeing. No, my, my grandma used to buy a big um, box mm-hmm. of the three flavors. I think that's what we used to get, too, and actually. I would eat all the vanilla ones, and Emily would eat all the chocolate ones. I don't like the chocolate ones. I don't much. either. The um, pink ones are the way to go. But go on. Anyhow. Um, sometimes you just need a Pabst Blue Ribbon. And I bought a case of Pabst. And uh, it's been all right. Pabst is weird. Like, the first two sips is like, and But then after that, it's fine. Um, it, uh, it settles out. You gotta shake it up or something first. No, definitely Stress. not that. <laughs> Um, I found a, a really great um, video on YouTube. It's Charles Mingus. It's like the Jazz Legends DVD. It's like a two-hour DVD of live Charles Mingus. Con- it's like two concerts. Uh, it's fantastic. Somebody back me up. Was there a character on Full House that they hated whose last name was Mingus? Why do I... Like, I think he was like their friend when they were younger, what? but then like, does DJ date him when they're older or Listen. something? I hate I don't, this. No, I'm I just, wanted to make it a, a community event. All right, I won't look it up with, you know, all of all of no, human look it knowledge. Up. Now, now that I brought it up, now you have all right. to. Let's say I all. swear. It's that little kid, he plays um, the rich kid in The Little Rascals, I think. According to this, no. Really? Um, I know who you're <gasps> talking no, about. No, it wasn't Full House, it was Boy Meets World. There all was right. a character named Mingus, I think. World Mingus. Minkus. Minkus. With a K. Ah, that's what I'm thinking of. Stuart Minkus. Yeah, he was like, you know, the annoying know-it-all kind of kid, I think. Yeah. There you go. Then Okay, well, that kid that was from the Little Rascals movie is definitely in Full House at some point, but he must have a different name. He's like somebody's, like he's in school with Stephanie or something. Okay. Um... We also watched uh, The Aristocats this week, which is one of my more favorite uh, Disney movies from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, a plus. Uh, we got in a, a bit of a YouTube hole last night. Um, <laughs> that was fun. With uh, We watched some Marx Brothers. We watched some Laurel and Hardy. We watched um, the, uh, <laughs> the elephant story from the Carol Burnett show with Tim Conway, which is just A+. Plus. Um, and then we we started watching some uh, I Love Lucy clips. And we watched Who's On First. We did. I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Abbott and Costello. Some classic throwback comedy. Yeah. Um, Ivy expressed an interest of in watching I Love Lucy, and I think we should do that. Yeah. I love that show. You love Lucy? Is I that love, what you would say? I love Lucy. Would you say you love Lucy? I would say that. I would also say I that. I did. I just did right then. Um, and Lucy uh, is so good. That's all I wanted to say. Yes. Um, also, female lead on a show like a sitcom in the fifties is kind of huge, right? Yeah, when you think about it. Yeah. I wonder if she was like the first. Maybe. First woman to have her own show. I don't know. Maybe I can't think of any earlier. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyhow. Uh, and also, I, I cl- was cleaning the kitchen this week, 
and um, I I cleaned up and got my kitty cat clock working again. Oh yes. Uh, he ran out of batteries, and that was very sad. And then I just didn't replace them because sometimes things are hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was covered in like a year and a half's worth of like oil kitchen splatter. goo. <laughs> uh, so I cleaned him up real good and put a battery in him. And then uh, I had to put his eyeball back in its socket. <laughs> but uh, now he's working good. And it makes me happy every time I walk in there now that he's running, back up and running again. We have one of those clocks that's a cat shape and his eyes and his tail go back and forth. Yeah. In y- case you don't you know what we mean. Everybody has seen that clock. Yeah. That's probably the most iconic clock of all time, I would say. I would say maybe, yeah. Um, like, maybe aside from Big Ben. <laughs> Big but- Ben is not the clock. Sure, whatever. Big Ben is the bell. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's absolute. like, you. everyone should have one. Like Every they, home needs a cat clock. What, what I love the most about that is it's the same company. Like, it's the same people make that clock. That's what I love about it. It's not just, like, a bunch of people make that clock. It's yeah. the same company that's made them forever. And the packaging still comes very, like, old-fashioned looking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ours is... A three. It's like the. It's the kitty cat. There's yeah, the, it's the small the, size. Yeah, there's the cat clock, um, and then it's no. The big one is the Kit Kat clock, mm-hmm. and then ours is the kitty cat. It's like a three quarter size. It's slightly mm-hmm. smaller. Um, what I want is one that's like this big. The big boy. Yeah. That's like its body is like huge. Yeah. Um, maybe someday. Maybe someday. Uh, but that's 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 all my things of the week. Cool. Cool. What are your things of the week? This week, my things of the week include been listening to Harry Styles a lot. Don't remember if I've mentioned him lately, but uh, been listening to both his albums a bunch. Also, I did finally. Everyone's going to hate me, but uh, it took me like two years to listen to Twenty One Pilots' most recent album because uh, I don't know. Sometimes it's the same feeling as like sometimes I don't want to watch a new show or listen to a new album because it's like stressful because I don't know it yet. Yeah. Do you understand the feeling a little bit? I, in the last month, I've watched the Joni Mitchell Shadows and Light concert (laughs) at least five times. Like, it's just so much easier to watch something you already know, right? Or listen to. So sometimes I get, and I, I get a little bit, because it's like, I knew them before they were big. And there's like, that's like the one band that I'm like, like that with, that I just, it's not that I don't like their new music, but like. Now that there's such a thing and people overdo it sometimes, uh, I just got turned off to them for a little bit. But uh, I did finally listen to it. The song Morph from that album is really, really good. I actually think you would like that song. I actually think you would like this album better than some of them. Uh, just because it's a little bit darker and it's actually a little bit more hip-hoppy rather than, mm. like, sort of uh, pop-punky like the other ones. Like, there's still hip-hop and, like, rapping and stuff in the other ones. But this one is a little bit more, like... I don't know. It's hard to describe, but uh, this song in particular, there's something about it that I think you would actually like. Short-term listeners of the podcast will not know this, but there are few bands and musical artists that I actively despise, and 21 Pilots is one of them. (laughs) I I don't know why. I have no solid reasoning for it. I just, anytime anyone ever mentions 21 Pilots, I'm just like, they suck. And I just, I I think it's, I think it's their, it feels to me like they're trying really hard to be quirky. Hmm. But they've always been like that. Yeah, but it feels like they're trying real hard. 
I don't agree, but... That's fine. You know, I I don't agree. I've also never really sat down and listened to them. So sure. maybe that's part of the issue. I mean, I, I can't see them necessarily being your thing. Um, but I do think you should listen to this particular song, because there's something very hip about it that I think you would like. I'll listen to it. Um, cool. Uh, TV-wise, I have been really deep into Bungo Stray Dogs. It's getting really good, and I just learned that it is not, in fact, finished like I thought it was. I thought the season... I'm on season three, and I thought that was the last season, but apparently the manga and the anime are still ongoing, and I did not know that. I thought it was done. So, uh, that was a fun surprise to stumble across, and it's, uh, it's getting really good. So... Uh, I would recommend it a lot. I'm also watching the fourth season of Haikyuu, finally. It is subbed and not dubbed, which is not my preference, but I, I couldn't wait anymore. So, doing that. Uh, I've been on Pinterest a bunch lately. There's something just, like, calming to me about Pinterest at the moment. Uh, there is no discourse on Pinterest, so if you're looking for a safe space, just uh, go look at uh, crafts and fashion and stuff on Pinterest, and you will feel very zen for a while. Um... I've been taking gummy vitamins. Uh, Matt started taking vitamins, so I decided I should start taking vitamins. Oh, I gotta vitamins. take those. Hey, take your vitamins. Um, but mine have, like, hair, skin, and nails, uh, you know, combo in them with, like, a regular multivitamin. And I have noticed, like, I keep telling everybody that my nails are longer than they were. They are growing faster, I believe. And I did break some of them. Gross. Uh, I've just found some goo underneath one of them, which is a testament to the fact that they are all fairly long, except for the two that I broke. So, like... Yeah. And usually, my nails are not all this consistently long, so I have to think it's the vitamins. Um, and the ones that I broke were because I, like, smashed my finger into something, so that would break anybody's nail. Right. <laughs> just because I am uh, clumsy. Um, what brand are mine? So that in case somebody is interested. Mine are the Centrum Multi Plus Beauty. They don't say for women on them, but they are very pink. So, I mean... Definitely marketed towards the ladies. Um, for my birthday, my good, good friend Tabby sent me a kitty paw-shaped cup, but also she sent me a cat butt coloring book that she got from Amazon, and it's very cute, and I colored the first picture today, and I just thought I would give that a shout-out because it was fun, and a cat butt coloring book is a very unique item that I think uh, listeners would be interested in. Also, Matt got me a uh, collection of... Uh, different flavors of Pocky for my birthday, which are little, like, cookie sticks that are dipped in, like, uh, icing-y type stuff. And uh, I've eaten the strawberry and the chocolate already, and I only have the fancy flavors left. So I have chocolate sticks with banana on them, which sounds so good to me, probably nasty to some people. I also have uh, matcha green tea ones, and I have the cookies and cream ones still. Mm. So I'm excited to eat those. I am a Pocky fiend. Matt also got me a bunch of stickers from Redbubble that I'm very excited to put on things, but I haven't uh, gotten into the right mindset to stick stickers yet because I have to work myself up to that. Um, they might not all fit on my laptop now with what I have on there, so we'll have to see. I might have to get a another water bottle to put them on or something. They'll but they're all fit very cute. There. You think so? Well, here's the thing is you just keep layering them. That's the exciting part. I guess so. But I, there are certain ones I don't want to cover I, up because I, I like. I forgot to mention Redbubble. Yeah, Redbubble is the source of all good. There's, It's amazing to me how niche some of the stickers are. Yeah. Like, I found a sticker of the robot dude from the Headhunters album. 
Yeah, it's just because it's all independent people right. putting on designs of whatever they want. Listen, I might have to buy that T-shirt, the Herbie Hancock yeah. Headhunters one. That would be pretty like, cool. I might, I might, that might have to happen. So uh, that's good. What else? Do you, you got me two records for my birthday. You got me a uh, fine line, and you got me hot fuss, which are both god tier in my book. I, how did we not have hot fuss? I don't know. It's because I already had the CD in my car, so my brain was like, I own that. I yeah, I was like, I was shopping for records for Ivy, and I was like, how do we not own hot fuss by the Killers? And I was I actually put the CD it. in my car today. I took out fine line, put in hot fuss today. Uh, what? You got me a pair of white Converse, all white. Uh, I'm terrified to wear them, but I need to at some point. I thought about wearing them today, and then it started raining, so I was like, ooh, yeah. no, dodged a bullet <laughs> there. Um, oh, and you got me some books. I did. Right. Was that it? Yeah. The, yeah, you got me Strange Planet and the one Morgan Matson. Yeah, the, the Stranger Planet. Strange the, Planet, uh, The sequel. Sequel? The sequel. What Ivy doesn't know is that there's still one more thing that's what? coming, and it's not here yet. And I don't Sorry know for, uh, when it's. The mic I don't know when it's going to be here. Well, that's exciting. Um, and the only last thing I was going to say is, uh, if I'm feeling sleepy lately, I've been making a mint medley tea, a Bigelow mint medley, and uh, I think that's what it's called. It's got like spearmint and peppermint in it, and then I put a bunch of sugar in it because I caffeine does not agree with me, and it uh, perks me right up. Without me feeling like, like I drank coffee or something. So that's good. Things of the week. You know what you, Bop. S- you said? Um, uh, you said you stumbled across it. I missed. Do you? Did you ever do stumble upon? Uh, only a little, but yeah. I loved that, and now it's like something different. That's, it's like a just. It puts up all the articles, and then it's yeah. just like those are your articles for Isn't the day. It, did it got? Did it got? Is Bored Panda what Stumble Upon used to be, or is it its own no, thing? I think it's kind of a similar thing, thing though. Yeah. Just like random articles that are popular. Yeah. Um, good. Okay, and uh, real quick, we got some uh, listener questions. ASMR time. Cracking open a cold one with the boys, POV. <laughs> um, we put out a, uh, a little Instagram-y doohickey. And uh, asked if anybody had some questions, and our good friend Anna sent us some questions, because she's the best, and she always sends us good questions. So thank you. First question is, what are you excited for most for spooky season? I, I'm ready for it to be spooky season. My birthday is over, which means it's pumpkin time. Uh, pumpkin time. Pumpkin time. <laughs> that was a deep cut. Um, I mean, I like... My my kind my my speed of spoopy movies is uh, like Nightmare Before Christmas and Hocus Pocus and Over the Garden Wall. So I'm excited to like watch all those again. Um, I like fall clothes. I like fall snacks, like uh, like caramel apples and like pumpkin pie and candy corn and stuff. Oh, I'm so excited! And I just like I love. Ooh, fall gets me all horned up. I tell you what. <laughs> Uh, everything is my answer. What are you most excited for? Uh, jeans. Jeans! <laughs> Shorts are not kind to me. Um. You are a tall gangly. I am, I have these very long and, uh, not unlike Jack Skellington, uh, <laughs> limbs. 
so jeans and flannel shirts are my happy place. Um, also, our uh, we made we don't have a lot of like traditions mm-hmm. the two of us, um, but one of our the one official tradition we have is we watch uh, over the garden wall on Halloween, and I am excited to watch that again. Um, and I hope that we can do that forever. Yes. Um, ain't that just the way? Ain't that just the way? <laughs> um, that's it. I I hate Halloween. Otherwise, <gasps> I hate dress up. Um, I like parties, but I don't like dress up. I like dress up more than I like most things. So uh, you can see the issue we are facing. I'll go is Ed Sheeran. No, you don't like Ed Sheeran. <laughs> That's, it's ironic. I'm hip. Oh, no, um, you've done it before. I also hate horror things. Yeah, I don't like that. being afraid. Yeah, I don't like that stuff. I don't like, like, actual scaries. There's a difference to me between, like, scary and spoopy. And I like spoopy. Yeah. Like, silly bats and ghosts and witches and stuff. Um, Good. She also asks, if Ray was an Animal Crossing, uh, what would her villager type be? Uh, I have to look up all the villager types, but there's like eight of them. Cat type. Ray type. There are... No, that's not what I want. Oh, I'm trying to think of people like off the top of my head that she would be similar to. There are... Cranky, jock, lazy, normal, peppy, sisterly, smug, and snooty. Mm. I'm I'm caught between lazy and peppy, which is silly, but uh, she's not snooty. She's not smug. I don't even know what sisterly. Means. She might be a little smug. Sisterly is caring and less vain, but also more blunt, straightforward, and tomboyish. Maybe she's sisterly. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, these are for New Leaf. Uh, that's fine. Not Jock. Not Cranky. You're not Cranky, are you? She just came out. She must have heard us talking about her. I think Sisterly sounds like it fits Ray. That's pretty pretty solid, if I that's think. That's a... Did she came out here to make noise? Yeah. Huh? Dig on that box. Dig this box, man. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Sisterly. She is she is sweet, but also very blunt. Yes. That sounds I would, like I would right. agree. So thank you for the questions, Anna. You are the best, and we love you. If you would like to send us any questions, anyone else, or uh, at any time, just uh, send them over, and we'll answer them on our next episode. I have an excellent idea. Let's change, change the, the subject. subject. Now it's time for the Situation <laughs> Review. I wanted to shoehorn that in there somewhere today. That is very good. Would you like to tell them about the review? No. Um, fine. Well, okay. The review segment is the review segment is where we review a thing and then we talk about it for you. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll wait. Just let me finish my. You're deep. so noisy. Am I that noisy? I don't know. When you're talking, because mm-hmm. I try not to be. Well, what else can I do it other than when you're talking? When we're doing a podcast, there's only I'm talking or I'm not talking. 
And it just so happens that when I'm not talking, you are talking. So, okay. Would you rather me try and drink and talk at the same time? Because I will spit juice everywhere. I think I think the solution is we need two microphones that are, like, close field. Right? So if you, sure. like, lean away from the microphone, it won't pick you up. But this is a condenser mic, so it picks up everything. Well, I'm done with my juice now, so. All right. Uh, so this week, for the review, we are reviewing uh, the Disney animated Robin Hood movie. Uh, it came out in 1973. Ah, uh, what a great year. Ah, uh, yes, 1973. I remember it well. Um, and uh, now we're going to talk about it. Yep. We did, uh, I mean, we did Alice in Wonderland fairly recently. Yeah, that's like two weeks, so we're weeks doing, ago. we're doing some Disney's here. Yeah, uh, Disney Plus made this possible. Sponsored by Disney Plus. I have a question. Yes? Is Song of the South on Disney Plus? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, they're rebranding uh, Splash Mountain and everything. Are they really? Yeah, it's going to be Princess and the Frog instead. I didn't realize that that's what Splash Mountain was. Hmm? Huh. Yes. I've never seen that, and it's very... Wait, or is that a different movie? Anyway. That feels like... Maybe that's a different movie. Like Davy Crockett or something. I mean, they're... I might, maybe I'm completely wrong. What I do know for sure is that they are re, re-theming Splash Mountain. Yeah, all right. Anyway, I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Maybe I'm confused. That's fine. Anyway. Anyway. I I'm, don't believe Song of the South is I'm, on I am glad. Plus. Uh, yeah. It's, I've like heard, I've talked to people who have seen it, and they're mm-hmm. like, it's bad. Yeah, it's like one thing to like leave in some of the things that have aged poorly to be like, this was what it was when it was made. Like, I don't think it's necessary to, like, censor everything, but, like, there's no need to put that out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I there's, think a, there's a difference. I would be more offended if they put it on there and then cut stuff out of it. Yeah, like, that's just why bother then. Yes. Um, yeah, just leave it out. It's fine. I, it's like, I kind of want to watch it as a historical document, because it's sort of notorious for being really terrible. Yeah. But also, I'm just like, I don't really want to watch it because it's really bad. Yeah. Um, well, that was a fun distraction. Anyway, we're talking about Robin Hood. We're talking which about is Robin Hood. Fine, I think. I don't think there was too much very questionable in there. No, not nothing, as. Nothing not terribly as, racist. No, not as far as that, I don't think. I didn't notice anything. No, it was, it was fine, I think. All right. So, uh,. <laughs> on a scale of one to Song of the South, this one is not racist. Yeah, correct. All right. Um, it's about Robin Hood. He's a fox. Everybody's animals, and it's Robin Hood, and he steals from the rich to give to the poor. There's a king who is not really king, but he's taxing everybody to get their money. Uh, that's your, your quick summary, and Robin Hood's going to stop him. I think... It would be hard at this point to not vaguely know the story of Robin Hood, right? Sure, probably, but I mean, I'm just saying, like that is, yeah, that's the uh, the general summary. It's just, it's, it seems like, yeah, it would be hard at this point. I'm just saying, I had never seen the movie, so like, I didn't really know. Sure, like I didn't know what the plot was. Yeah, but you know, spoiler the... alert: there is none. You know, you know this, like the. <laughs> but whole I know what, like I know who Robin, Robin Hood. Hood is, but I didn't know what exactly what was going to happen in okay. the movie, just from knowing that. Sure. Anyway, uh, I had never seen it. Matt said he had seen it a long, long time ago. 
Yeah. So uh, that was what we had going in. What did you think overall? It's very okay. Yeah. It's fine. All of the things... Well, we'll talk about this. Most of the things that I like are incidental things and have nothing Mm -hmm. to do with the movie itself. I completely agree. (laughs) But we'll get to that. Yes. Uh, Yeah, overall, it's like kind of a boring movie, in my opinion. Um, But there are fun things about it. So about the same as you. Uh, What things did you like about it? Um, One of the things that became super obvious, and we sort of pointed it out um, pretty early watching it, was the animation style. Mm -hmm. Um, The animation style of this is very, very, very similar uh, to Aristocats. Mm -hmm. And so it feels... And Jungle Book, even. Yes. It feels very warm and cozy to me. Yeah, that's Um, right. I, I looked it up because we were talking about it last night, and... It's amazing to me that we forget that there's an infinite knowledge right here. Um, So I looked it up. Um, Where this sort of sits in Disney. 101 Dalmatians was 1961. Sword in the the Stone is 63. Jungle Book is 67. Aristocats is 70. Robin Hood is 73. Winnie the Pooh is 77. Okay. So this sits directly in between Aristocats and the Many Adventures of Windy, Winnie the Pooh. Windy the Pooh. Windy the Pooh. So it's Jungle Book, Aristocats, Robin Hood. <laughs> Got it. Jungle Book and Aristocats being my two favorite Disney movies as a kid. Yeah. So I guess if you wanted to extend it to three, Jungle Book, Aristocats, Winnie the Pooh. My three... I mean, you like 101 Dalmatians a lot too, don't you? I do. I do like that one. Um, Look at my sweet kitty real quick. Oh, very she has sweet. curled up uh, next to a box near us. Yes, just to be near. So I I kind of lump all of those movies together in my brain mm-hmm. um, because I think the one directly before 101 Dalmatians was Lady and the Tramp, which feels very different to Two me. Two dog movies in a row, get it together. I, that might be wrong. Um, I don't know, but it that was the last one I recognized. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know what? The Rescuers might have been in there. The first Rescuers. I thought those were in like the 80s. Oh, they might have been. At least the second one. I don't know how far between. I don't know. I, I never saw either of those. I looked it up, and I still don't know. So, but anyhow, the animation style I like a lot, but I think it's just because those were my, like, favorite movies mm-hmm. as a kid. So it feels very familiar and very nostalgic and very sort of warm and fuzzy to me. Yes. Um, I generally think the voice cast is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of uh, sort of favorites in there. Mm. Uh, though Sterling Holloway is not in this, and so it gets negative a thousand. Yeah, points. that's weird. Um, yeah, especially considering like there's a snake in it. Well, he was there's in a snake in my boot. He was in Jungle Book, Aristocats, and Winnie the Pooh, which yeah. are all of the movies directly surrounding. Yeah, like, what this was one. he doing? But he wasn't in this one. I he think must that's have been busy. Very strange. Yeah. Um, I think. In general, the characters are the characters themselves as characters are good, and they're like fun characters. Yeah, there's no character development. Yeah, that's my number one agreement. But I think the characters themselves are fun. Um, the uh, the lady Cluck, the big uh, oh gosh, she's the best. The big chicken is hilarious. Yes. Uh, Little John is just below the bear. Yes. Um, it even said that he was it was. Uh, animated by the same people. Mm-hmm. And it's also bo- voiced by Phil Harris, 
who they must they must have just had on reta- retainer at that point. Was he also Baloo? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because he was. I just knew he was O'Malley. No, he's yeah. So again, he's in. He's like the lead or half lead in three, three movies from Disney in a yeah. row, which I think is really funny. Um, I mean, he has a great voice. Yeah, for sure. And he like he does that part well. Yeah. Um, but uh, those are about the things I liked about it. I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, I said I would agree with all those things. Um, I think the character designs themselves are pretty good mm-hmm. for being a movie about anthropomorphic animals that probably inspired a lot of furries back in the day. Uh, I know a lot of people think that Robin Hood is hot, and, like, you know, I see it. I get you. Sometimes a cartoon fox is hot, and you just gotta deal with that. Um, <laughs> but, like, for being a movie about anthropom- anthropomorphic animals, I think the characters do look pretty good. Mm-hmm. There's uh, this one guy on YouTube, um, his channel is Saber Spark, that I watch a lot. And he does reviews of bad movies a lot of the time, and a lot of it is, like, the weird things that people do with, like, anthropomorphic mm-hmm. characters. It's, like, I just, anyway, it just got me thinking about, like, what he says about things like that. But it's, like, they're very consistent, and it's, like, they're always, you know, it's, like, they're always walking on two feet. So there's no, like, weird interchange between, like, oh, he's walking around on four feet like a bear, but then he stands up and right. walks like a people. Like, it's very consistent. Um, and just, like, the the way the characters look, I think they look good. I mm-hmm. like the design choices. So, like, the the mama bunny wears glasses, and I think that's cute. Or, mm-hmm. like, um, the the hat that Maid Marian wears is cute, because it has, like, the little veil-y thing mm-hmm. on it. Like, just, like, the character design choices like that. Yeah. Um, the characters don't look gross, is what I'm trying to say. Um, it's pretty funny. At times, there are a lot of good gags in it. For being, like, a lot of very physical humor, I still thought it was pretty funny. Because sometimes it's just like, this is just boring. They're just bonking each other on the head or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of the gags were really good. There's some funny dialogue at times. So I think there was a good bit of comedy in it. Uh, my favorite bit was when, uh, you know, all hell breaks loose at the uh, archery competition. And so they're trying to let, they're trying to help Robin Hood escape. And uh, the chicken, Lady Cluck, who is my favorite character, she's like a Scottish chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, starts running through all the palace guards, but she's like in a football stance and she's yeah. like stiff arming them as she runs by, and it's so funny. That was that was my favorite part. That was yeah, that part was by hilarious. far my favorite. Yeah, my um, I loved what was the one line that I like screamed at that I thought was so funny. I don't remember. Um, oh, it's um, uh, the sheriff. There's a there's a scene where it's like an archery contest, mm-hmm. and Robin Hood is disguised as a stork, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and the sheriff says, like, it's something like, listen here, scissor, scissor mouth. Yeah. I thought that that was Scissor really lips? Good. Yeah, scissor lips, I think. Something like what, that, yeah. Um, I don't remember the exact line. It would have been funnier if I would have remembered it. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, there was, there was some was funny... It was very clever. Yeah, some funny bits. Um, yeah, and I'd agree with you. That, that's about all my likes. Okay. So, uh, hey, what grievances have you to air? Well, uh... The pacing in this movie is not good. No. It's all sorts of weird. It's all sorts of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I I said that there's no real plot. Uh, I think there could have been a plot if they would have rearranged the movie. Yeah. It's just in such a bonkers order. Yeah. It doesn't make any that sense. That it just makes absolutely no sense. No. Um... I think 
there's a few musical numbers, mm-hmm. but I th- they feel really misplaced. I think this 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 movie could have gone without any musical numbers, and it would have been okay. Or even just like that first song. Yes, the just first, the first song, the first one with the, the rooster. Yeah, yeah, the Udalali song that everybody actually likes. Like that's fine. Yeah, um, it just. It didn't feel like the musical numbers were adding anything. Mm-mm. It seemed like a weird distraction away from the movie. It was like, oh, we need to have a musical number because we haven't had one in a while. Especially the love song. It was stupid. <laughs> um, I I could have seen... See, here's the thing. Here's the thing that makes me mad. It's like, with the most minimal changes that could have worked. Yeah. If they were, like, seeing each other on the sly... Yeah. That love song would have worked. But yeah. they, they put it in... They already ran away together. They ran away together, and then they do the love song. It's like, that doesn't, that doesn't make yeah. any sense. Like, there's no... It's also, like, weirdly short, so it's like, why is this even here? Right. It's like one verse and, like, a chorus or something. Like, it's not even a very long song. So yeah. So it's like, why even bother? Just do, like, a pretty instrumental at that point. Right. My biggest complaint that mm-hmm. also comes with a really big asterisk after it... Mm-hmm is so much of this movie is recycled animation. Mm -hmm. Um, Recycled voice actors, recycled characters. Um, We we were joking that they must have literally recorded this, all of the voice parts, at the same time that they did Aristocats. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though this movie came out three years later, that, I mean, it's almost a one-for-one... Like, almost all of the characters, yeah. Almost, yeah. Everybody in Aristocats is in this movie. Um, And being big fans of Aristocats, that stuck out to us pretty plainly. Right. Like, not everybody might know that, but we knew that Um, for sure. There's so much recycled animation from The Jungle Book and from Aristocats. Yeah. um, That, again, if you watch those movies enough, if you know those movies, they're super obvious. Can I explain that a little bit? Or do you want to explain that a little bit? Um... So, like, what that means is, like, in the... I think it's best to do it with, like, an example. So, like, in the scene where they're they're doing the song, like, making fun of the king. Yes. And they're all dancing around and being happy. If you watch... So, it's the characters from Robin Hood, of course. But, um, like, the way that they dance, it's like, oh, that's the same dance that Duchess and O'Malley are doing during Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. Yes. And so it's, like, reusing that same animation just with a different character on top of it. Right. Is what we're saying. Um, Little John is literally Baloo the Bear. Yeah, they just used... In anime, it's it's a brown Baloo the Bear. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and and there's a a scene there... So the way they move is directly used from the ones before. Yes. Um, Little John is dancing with Lady Cluck, Mm -hmm. and it's Baloo and King Louie. Yeah. Um... Like, shot for shot, exactly the way that they did it. And I I think at the time, it was just a bit of a cheat. Yeah. Like, they just copied over the old animation with the new characters. And it was just a way to, like, they didn't have to... It was cheap. Well, they didn't have to... Yeah, they didn't have to do another dance sequence. Just trace over the old one, and there you go. Well, Um, and I mean, they were were piecing together different ones, too. It's not like it was... All one, but like you can, eagle-eyed viewers will easily identify. It's not all one; it's all two. Yeah, I mean, still. Um, yeah, it's it's and and I made a point last night that we had literally just watched both of those movies. You watched the Jungle Book, I didn't, but we just yes, watched the Aristocats the other day, mm-hmm. like Sunday, I think a week ago. 
so like it was very fresh in our minds, but still. Yeah, but even like um, Sir Hiss is like the uh, the king's kind of advisor, I mm-hmm. guess. It's just Ka the snake, but yeah. smaller. Um, the vultures are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other one that I said? Oh, the friar is uh, George. Which is funny. Uh, the lawyer from the Aristocats. Yes. Um, so it it feel watching it feels really cheap because if you notice those things, you're like, oh, it's just this other thing, and they're just recycling it. Yeah. The asterisk is it's actually super fun mm-hmm. to go like, ah, oh, that's that's the scene from um, what was the one um, that I you didn't catch it and I caught it after. Oh. Oh, it was. There's an elephant that goes to do the trumpet. Oh yeah, and he grabs his trunk and yeah. it like <laughs> back into his head. Is an exact two elephants. They were connected. <laughs> they couldn't go like. <laughs> they just went. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, things like that. It's it seems really cheap and it seems really tacky, but part of the fun of watching yeah. the movie is finding those things. Yeah, there was another one I remember. Um, Somebody was reaching out from behind something, trying to grab somebody, and it was exactly Edgar in the haystack trying to grab uh, Napoleon. I forgot to. I forgot. There's one. There's one that I thought was Edgar that I meant to show you, and I forgot. There were some like just even like facial expressions. I was like, oh, right. that was like the face that Edgar makes. Like I think they just used Edgar's face. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think some of it is it's the same animators, so maybe just stylistically they're similar. Maybe. I, I think. I think. Like, to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think it's just the same people doing a lot of those. But there are really blatantly obvious... The dancing is super obvious. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's a few other things. uh, Yeah, there was a face that um, that little John makes that I was like, oh, that looks like Edgar. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, little things like that. Um, Now, that makes it fun for the sort of Easter eggs of it. Yeah. But I think as, like, a filmmaking thing, it's real cheap. Yeah, like, it's a standalone thing that's, like, lame. Yeah. I think that's about all of my complaints. Um, what uh, grievances do you have to air? Um, do you have many? I would imagine you I mean, would have several. <laughs> pretty much the same as what you said. Um, there really is no plot and no character development. Um, there are, like, two or three, like, little plots I mean, the overarching plot is steal from the rich, give to the poor, but, like, there's not much rise and fall in that. It's, like, more of a more of a concept than, like, a plot, but it's kind of the plot because there is no plot. Um, it's just that they're trying to, to help the poor, and then there's the archery competition, and then everybody gets put in jail, so Robin Hood's going to break them out. And there's nothing really cohesive about those three things. It's just kind of three things they do. Um, nobody learns anything, no character changes as a result of what happens, really. Uh, nothing really affects, it's just, it's boring that way. Like, some of the, like, way they go about it is funny, or fun, or even a little bit entertaining. Like, it's fun to watch them all, like, shoot the arrows or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, but none of it really matters. It doesn't feel like it matters that much. Um. No, it really, I mean, it... (laughs) Nothing just has much bearing on anything else. Right. Um, so it just it just leads to it being a pretty flat, boring movie, in my opinion. Um, 
we talked about how the music is like weirdly placed and I also just don't think it's that good uh, in general like the songs aren't terribly memorable memorable Whew. except for that first one's pretty good Robin Hood and Little John Long Through yeah. the Forest which uh, I think would is okay yeah that I I actually really kind of like that and I like that he shows up as the narrator I think I that's do, a really clever I do um, like that device yeah that the uh, the rooster is the narrator and sings the song but is also in the story mm-hmm. like I do like it when there's one character like that so that's a plus um, and the rooster is like cool looking and everything um yeah uh, the reuse stuff um Marion is the love interest of Robin Hood, and she's boring AF. Uh, she's very bland. Now, I was thinking about this, and I'm like, this movie does pass the Bechtel test, because when they first appear, Marion and Lady Cluck are just talking about playing badminton, badminton mm-hmm. uh, and that counts. That's two named female characters talking to each other about something that doesn't concern a man. So, to be fair, it passes the Bechtel test, but also... They're not great portrayals of women anyway. I would say the chicken is a better portrayal because she's got more personality than Marion does. Marion just wants to get married, and that's like the lamest character ever. Yeah. And uh, she also... Why didn't she just run away with him sooner? And they, they ask all these questions, like, Robin Hood's like, oh, I can't offer her much because I'm always on the run. And, like, that's a good, like character tension but then they never resolve that and it's just like and now they're together and they don't talk about what that's going to mean even though they raised all these questions about it yeah i mean it's robin hood is still a criminal right yeah well no because at the end he's like pardoned because there was that uh that like thing that the uh, that the old king was back and he was over over the wanted poster but why though (laughs) no reason exactly because he was uh being a good person for helping the poor, I guess. Um, so, like, their whole relationship is just kind of, like, based in nothing. It's uh, They they mention that they used to know each other, and it's like, how? Right. If she was, like, a lady of the kingdom and he was probably, like, a poor person. It, like, there's no indication that he used to be rich or anything like that. Yeah. I don't know the actual Robin Hood story, if that's anything. But um, it's just boring. And then... She just runs away with him after he wins the archery thing and everybody finds out it's him. And then she's like, are we going to get married? And he's like, yep. And then everybody gets put in jail and she disappears until the last five seconds of the movie. And I, it's super annoying that we don't know where she is while the whole like jailbreak thing is going on. Mm-hmm. Like, couldn't she have helped somehow? It would have been ten times more interesting if she could have like done something. Yeah. Distracted the vultures or something or like, I don't know, showed them like a secret way to get in. Or right. anything. But she just, they literally don't mention her during that. Not even just like, no, I don't want you to be in danger, so you stay here. Right. Nothing. See, that's an interesting point, too, because it... Something that's going to come up in a bit. Um, I think the fact that she's just like, a maiden, but she's yeah. in love with Robin Hood, I think it would have been more interesting if she starts to be more like Robin Hood. Yeah. Like, if she like was in the heist... That's what I'm saying. And, like, did something, like, totally badass. Because then, then you could be like, oh, cool. She's not just a lady. And know? then it would make sense that, like, she wants to live the life of crime on the run or whatever. Right. Like, so she's down with that. Yeah. But no. Some Bonnie and Clyde stuff. Yeah. He's like, well, I can't offer you anything more than a life on the road. And she's like, that's fine. I'm in. Yeah. 
Like, that would have been ten times more interesting, but we can't do that. Uh, but then she does pop up back at the end to uh, get married, which right. is the point of her whole character, which is lame. Yep. Uh, that's about it. So what kind of a rating would you give this movie? Um, I said it's incredibly mediocre. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely the worst film of that era. Mm-hmm. And I would say that I... <sighs> We should watch The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I would love to watch that. I think the thing about that in particular is the characters hold up really well. I don't mm. think the plot's great. I mean, it's kind of like a couple it's, little it's vignettes, like, yeah. right? But I think it's it's definitely the last great movie of that sort of middle Disney era. Yeah. Because it goes like, and then it goes Little Mermaid. Yep. And then, you know. Um, so... I think this this movie's just a bit of an oddball. Yeah, it's sort of this is the uh, this is the magical mystery tour of, <laughs> uh, of uh, mid era Disney movies. That's a fair point. Um, like, because that's why I wrote 101 Dalmatians to Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Those are all sort of in my in the same box in my brain. Yeah, and this is absolutely the worst movie out of all of those. Yeah. Um, I think the most frustrating thing is that all of the things that I liked about the movie were based on my love of those other movies, and those things just show up again in this movie. Yeah, it's just, like, based on its relationship to the other, yeah. Um, I don't think it's not worth watching. I I enjoyed it. It's cute, I guess. Yeah, Um, but it's... It's funny enough. If you're going to watch something from, from... if you want that fix, watch The Jungle Book or Aristocats mm-hmm. or The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. They're so much better. I said out of ten, like six and a half. Like, I gave it a five out of five, or five out of, I wrote five out of five. I meant five out of ten <laughs> because it's just like net neutral to me. Yeah. It didn't do any harm to me, but it did not improve my life either. Yeah. Maybe it slightly improved my life, but again, like you said, it's just because of in relation to all of those other movies. Right. And, See, like, a couple jokes. Yeah. But, like, that's not enough to really outdo the stuff that's, like, lame about it. Yeah. That's... So net neutral. That's honestly... I, I was the one that suggested we watch this, and I that's part of the reason, because it's like, I didn't hate it. Yeah. But I was curious to see what you would think about it. And that's why I wanted to watch it, because right. I had never seen it before, so I'm like, what is... Because some people really like this movie for some reason, and I don't know why. It's... It has to be just nostalgia. I don't know. I think maybe part of it... So Maybe part of my problem is we never had this one. We didn't either. But I think there's maybe a reason that this one gets lost in the mm-hmm. shuffle. Um, it doesn't have those sort of... It doesn't even have, like, the really standout characters in this. Mm-hmm. I mean... There, there really aren't standout characters. The you know, only character that it would be like, oh yeah, that character is Little John, who's literally Baloo the Bear. Right. So it's like, just watch The Jungle Book, because there's so Cause many, there's so many yeah. great characters in The Jungle Book. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's just... Uh, I... <laughs> I mean, I might bump it down to, like, a 6 out of 10. I still like it, because it, feel, it feels very warm and cozy to me. But it's just because it's, like, Aristocats yeah. adjacent. Um, Here's what I think. I think it would have been better as, like, a 15-minute Looney Tune. Or, like, a 20-minute 
Looney Tune. So here's my thought. Cut out all the fluff. Just keep the fun parts. Here's, okay. And just let it be a short. So, I part of my, my thinking lately is that there's no bad art. There's only sure. art that you don't like. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with that. So, if we dislike something, we should think about how we can make it better, right? Yeah. I think that this movie has really solid bones. Yeah. But it just needs rearranged a bit. I think that's fair. So, I think what they should have done, this is what they should have done. What I should have said. Robin Hood and Little John, right? Mm-hmm. Were, these are established characters. Yeah. I think that in his... Because Maid Marian is like uh, Prince John's niece, yeah. right? So I think there should have been at that initial where they're like pretending to be gypsy woman and yeah. rob the caravan, which is a really fun scene. Um, I think she should have been part of that. And they have like a like a love at first sight kind of thing. Ooh, that would have been good. And then <coughs> he spends the movie, the whole movie, trying to get her. Then, right? But yeah. But like the fact that Prince John is out to get him is the obstacle. Right. So then all of the things happen. They imprison everyone. Mm-hmm. Then there's the big jailbreak. Yeah. And then the archery contest. Yeah. I think the movie should have ended with the archery contest. I would agree. So, because he's in disguise. And it's like, Prince John is already embarrassed because all these prisoners broke out. Mm -hmm. And he knows that Robin Hood did it. So they're all on the lookout for Robin Hood. And it's still a setup to find him. Right. And then, at that point, the archery contest happens. Then he runs away with Maid Marian. And then they get married. Yes. I... Would have would uh, I, I think that would make her character make more sense because then she's just sort of the love interest damsel in distress kind of thing. Yeah, um, still lame, but makes more sense. Right. Or okay, here here you go. I figured it out. Okay. I figured out how you could make it cool. So they right they meet at the 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 caravan mm-hmm. robbery yeah. right, and then. He, like, comes in on the slide, and they start seeing each other. Yeah. But it's very, like, on the down low. That makes that musical number make sense. Yep. But it's still a very forbidden love sort of thing. Yeah. Right. She helps them break everybody out of jail. Yes. Like, she should steal the keys or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, and And then at the archery contest, they run away together. Yes. Because it's like... Robin Hood does the big heist thing. Yes. I wholeheartedly agree that that would be better. But they didn't ask us. They didn't ask us in 1973. Anyway, if you're bored, uh, it's probably worth a watch if you've never seen it. I, if you're a fan it's of... It's not that long, If really. you're, Yeah, it's an hour and a half. If you like those other movies, then, like, give it a watch if you're bored. That That's what I would say. If you're a fan of that sort of mid-era, mid-60s mm-hmm. to 70s era of Disney movies... It's absolutely worth watching. Um, would I put it in in my regular rotation? Absolutely no. not. Um, because why would I watch this when I could watch The Jungle Book? Like, that's that just kept going through my brain as I was writing yeah. my notes out. It's like, there's nothing that this movie gives me that I can't get from Jungle Book and Aristocats. Yeah. Voice actors, animation style, animation itself, it's all in those two movies. Yep. 
Uh, this just seems like a weird kind of byproduct of those. Indeed. All right. Review. Review. I have an excellent idea. Let's change the subject. You already said that. <laughs> Mustard! Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Silly idea, Mustard. Uh, okay, so well, we let's got... let's watch, it's full of wheels! <laughs> butter! Butter! <laughs> Good, that was uh, our reenactment of the tea party scene from Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Okay, now it's game time. I'm good and everybody's going to shut up about Disney because we've been talking about it for a I was going to say, I'm, I'm good at two impressions, and it's the March Hare and the Mad Hatter. <laughs> so you can do that whole scene. I can do yourself. that whole scene, yeah. Good. Okay, so it's game time. And this week, we're doing a top five. Top five is where we rank the top five of something and uh, argue about it. So this week, I had an idea, and uh, we're doing top five Star Wars characters. Uh, whatever best character means to you top characters mean to you, that's uh, your criteria. Um, yeah. That's about it. Pretty yep. straightforward, I think. Yep. So, uh, who's going first? You can go first. I'm okay. curious to see what you said. <clears throat> I have I have an idea. Okay. I have an idea who your number one's going to be. Very interesting. But I don't want to say it. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Now, uh, it's hard not to do favorites. Uh, just, you know, this isn't supposed to be favorites. It's supposed to be best. Uh, I, however, that was hard. Um, no, I, I think I did actually best. I, that's what I tried to do. Um, I tried to think of, for mine, just, like, the most interesting characters, and for me, the best characters are the most well-developed ones. Yeah, I mean, I think those are the ones you remember anyhow. Let's just wait until Matt comes back to the table. Well, his uh, computer's about to die. I'll just talk really loud so you can hear me. Kitty's gonna eat your string. She my my uh, my computer needs a a little bit of some juice, juice. Some juice here. Um, so let me get that the hookup. All right. This is the thrilling content everyone has been waiting for. Where this is, this is what this podcast is, and everyone just has to deal with it. This is this is why they pay us the big bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, here we go. I didn't do any honorable mentions this time because there are too many good characters. This is true. Uh, so here here's what I got. Number five, Mace Windu. Uh, a Jedi is supposed to be, uh, you know, stoic and uh, you know, very level headed and very you know, wise and all that stuff. So it's that, but with the energy of Samuel L. Jackson inside of it, which is what I love about him. Because any second he's about to start, like, saying fuck and blowing people up. But he has to keep it all in here. And he has to... <laughs> and that's what I love about him. And I just think he's the coolest. That is a tasty burger. Yeah, like, he's about to go off on somebody like that at any moment and it's probably Anakin <laughs> and like that's what we love about him alright I'm sorry I keep interrupting you and I'm, I apologize how for could this. you but there's a video on YouTube that is other Samuel L. Jackson movies mm -hmm. dubbed on to Star Wars yes A plus <laughs> I think I've seen that oh that's that's the Star Wars we deserved yeah I, I wish. But it is, it is, in fact, a movie for children. And, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately. I hate that. That's, I, want, I, want, I want an unrated version. 
of the prequels. All you need is, like, episode three, really. Well, no, because there's a lot of good Mace Windu in two. Yeah. Also, I uh, I read a meme the other day. I read a meme. I read the whole meme. I didn't. I didn't only look at half the meme. I read it, and it was like, like a, you know, Anakin saying like, "No, it's not the Jedi way. Mm. Like I can't kill him. It's not the Jedi way." And then it was like Mace Windu killed uh, Boba Fett's father directly in front of him for no reason. <laughs> It's like that wasn't that was the Jedi way. I saw I saw a similar one. I think that was like he's like it's not the Jedi way, and it's like didn't you murder an entire family of sand people? And he's yeah. like, oh yeah, but he's he's not like that anymore. <laughs> the women and children too. Anyway, uh, Mace Windu number four. This is this was hard for me to do. Darth Maul. Not General Grievous. Mm. I'm I'm hurting inside. I love General Grievous, but the fact that there's so much interesting stuff around Darth Maul makes him a really good villain. I didn't even think about Darth Maul. I wrote down General Grievous, and then I erased it. That's how much this hurts me. But, like, what I have is, like, he's so evil yet refuses to die. <laughs> this is big spoilers, first of all, we should say. But uh, anyway, oh, yeah. because if you're just thinking episode one, like he's just cool looking yeah. and there's like nothing really that good about him. No, there is. There is like there's no substance to him except for that. He's terrifying and cool looking there. Yeah, he has no character. No, he's just generic, scary looking evil guy. Yeah, which is like he is cool looking. So like that's worth something. But like now that especially I watch Clone Wars and like I know there's more in the Rebels stuff. I know there's more in other things about him and mm-hmm. like the more you learn about him is so cool at the end of the new um season of clone wars like he's he's evil but he's also not like he's he's like he he's evil but like makes sense like he has a purpose and he has do you see what i'm saying he's not just evil because he's evil right i think uh, that's I. I'm mad that I didn't even think about Darth yeah. Maul because that's he's such a good character. Yeah. Um. And I love that. I think they really did him dirty in the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Like he could have been just so. There could have been so much more. But I love what they did with him in the Clone in Wars. In the Clone, like the Clone Wars makes him such an interesting and it's, villain. I I was a naysayer. Yeah. Because I knew that he showed back up again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why can't they just kill anyone? This in particular, I think it worked. And that's it why it's good. He's such, like, a Greek tragic character. Yeah. Like, he, Darth Maul could have literally been in a Greek tragedy. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that, like, he's so evil. And he's always, like, just almost right where he needs to be. But uh-huh. he just can't get... I saw... um. I saw an interview with the guy. He's he's one of the voice actors in the Rebels show, mm. and he said that Darth Maul is Sis, um, Sisyphus. Yep, that he's always pushing, pushing the boulder, pushing up the, the boulder up the hill. Yeah. like that's his sole purpose is to suffer. Yeah, and I love the thing that I love the most is that Darth Maul is the only character that figures it out. Mm-hmm. Like he gets it, but it's yep. too late. Yeah. And I, I love that. Isn't that... Yeah. It's just crazy. So I he had to be on the list. All right. 
Um, where am I? Number three uh, is Han Solo. Number three. Um, he is such a good, I don't necessarily want to say anti-hero, but that's close enough. Um, he's like a, you know, he he's only in it for the money or whatever. Right. But then he does have character development, and he does develop into a hero. Mm-hmm. But he also never has the full, like, noble hero attitude about it. He's so good for, like, all his one-liners, all mm-hmm. of his, like, you know, his, he's, I just, everything about him. His attitude is perfect. He's, you know, not, he's even just not always a good guy. Uh, they also can't kill him. Mm. <laughs> Until. Oh. They, they couldn't before. But anyway, um, I just think he's, he's the best character in the, uh, the original trilogy, I think. Yep. Uh, he's infinitely more interesting than Luke. Luke is a little bit boring. But that's sort of like protagonist syndrome, in a way. Like, your protagonist is usually a little bit boring. That's why side characters usually, like, pop out more. Because your protagonist always has to be, like, changing, so you can't have him so extreme at the beginning that he can't change to something else. That's fair, yeah. If you're thinking, you know, see what I'm saying? Okay, anyway, um, that's it. Number two, this also hurt me a little bit, but number two is Obi-Wan. Mm. I adore Obi-Wan. He is my favorite Star Wars character, besides General Grievous, probably. Um... We love a wizenly old man, and he's a wizenly old man from the start, even when he's not old. Um, he's always trying to do the right thing, even when he doesn't do the right thing. But he's always, like, his intentions are always, like, to try and help people, to try and do good, to try mm. and be a good mentor, to whatever, even though he messes up sometimes. And so I think that's a very, like, real character, while also being super lovable, super, like, good with the one-liners, super, like, fun to watch. I mean strong and powerful and all that, but, like, not perfect mm-hmm. is what I like about him. And the fact that, like, you know, in, he comes back to help Luke, you know, way, way later and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I like... It's fun seeing, like, the gap between, you know, the Obi-Wan and the prequels and then, like, the old man Obi-Wan mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, he's just a great character. I love him. That's me trying to be impartial, but not. <laughs> um... But if I'm being honest, the number one is Ahsoka. Ahsoka is the best Star Wars character. She has the best character development, like, the coolest story. Like, it's fun to follow her through her whole her whole journey with the Jedi stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's... We talked about this a ton before when we did our Clone Wars thing, so I don't want to, like, dive back into it. Yeah. But I just love that she's sort of, like, the, the like... Um, the, like, the mirror to show what Anakin could have been. Because, like, what yeah. what she ended up doing, I think, is, like, sort of meant to be, like, a like a juxtaposition to what happened to Anakin. Yes. Uh, so, you know. Um, so it's, I think she serves a really cool purpose that way, but she's also, like, a good character in her own right, too, not just in comparison to him. Absolutely. And I, yeah, that's a good point. I think because the system sort of fails them both. Yep. But Ahsoka leaves, mm-hmm. and Anakin turns against it. Yeah. And I, I I, never really thought about that, but that's a really good point. Yeah, I think we talked about that. I think we I brought this have, up yeah. before. This is, like, my whole, because I think about these things a lot. And obviously, I, I have my whole tirade about how the Jedi suck, and she's the one that, like, is willing to question them, and is willing to be like, but why does it have to be this way? And, like, she's not just going to let them mow her over. She's like... Even when they want her back, she's like, no, I quit. Like, you didn't 
trust me, you yeah. didn't. Everything that she went through, and then she didn't roll over for them, and I love her for it. Yep. And I just think it makes her such a good character. So that's my list. All right. All right. I, uh, I respect your list. We had many of the same characters. Very interesting. Um, I had a few more considerations, I think. Okay. Um, and I, I, th- I think you went for very in-universe characters, mm-hmm. and I think I went maybe slightly more of, like, a person watching these characters, and, like, okay. what I liked about the characters okay. as a viewer, I guess. Yes, okay. Um, number five is uh, Sheev Palpatine. Uh, I think is... What? The Emperor. Is that his first name? Sheev, yeah. Sheev? Yeah, it's a really bad name. Uh, they never say it in the movies. Ew. Yeah. Sheev. You know what that's almost as bad as? Rush Clovis. <laughs> Fuck that Clovis. guy. Clovis! Fucking Clovis. I hate that guy. Can we do, uh, top worst, five worst, worst Star Wars characters? Because you know who the worst is? It's Clovis. I've I have list is just Clovis five times. <laughs> I wish... Um, what is that? Uh, the office line. If I was in a room with Hitler and Bin Laden, I'd and shoot I had, Toby and twice. I had to, I'd shoot Clovis twice. <laughs> um, I Palpatine is such a great character in uh, the prequels and in the original trilogy because that's the only place he ever shows up, um, and in Clone Wars, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, because. He's, well, one, he's such a good bad guy because he's so creepy, mm-hmm. but he loves being evil. And that's what he fun- loves being creepy. That's what, yeah, that's what's so much fun about the Emperor. Um, even in, like, Return of the Jedi, which is probably the most you really get of the Emperor as the evil dude, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's, like, mocking Luke the whole time. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it takes a, a a certain amount of evil to like kill the good guys, but it takes another level of evil to just like play with them. Play with them, yeah. yeah. Um, just the like, oh, I'm afraid that the shield generator will be quite intact when your friends are <laughs> alive. Like, I love that whole scene. It's so good. Um, Do it. Uh, and I, I mean, just the whole plot of like the prequels into the clone wars mm-hmm. and he just like played everybody i love that his long con is just yeah chef's kiss um he's playing the long game the whole time and he's got it all all figured out yeah um which i think is really clever mm-hmm. and i love that um i think I think that goes a little bit both ways. There's certainly a part of me that doesn't like that his sort of long game worked out so perfectly. Sure. Because it makes him too perfect of a villain. Um, yeah. But I also love that he's kind of playing everyone the whole time, and he's super excited about it. Yeah, and that, I think the Clone Wars, like, developing that definitely helps. Yeah. Like, if you only watch the movies, then it's, like, a little bit too perfect, but right. the sort of, like, the stuff that happens in Clone Wars helps make it more interesting, I think. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a super fun character. Yeah. Um, there's a whole, vi- there's a video, I think it's Nerdwriter, maybe, did one that was, um, it's, like, Palpatine and the Art of Camp, mm-hmm. uh, which is very fun to watch. Yeah. 
um, because they said that he's, you know, of all the tacky characters mm-hmm. in, in the prequels, he's the only one that he knows he's tacky. Yeah. And he knows that he's crazy and, like, evil and creepy. And that's what makes that character so much fun. Um, I mm-hmm. hate, with a burning passion, what they did to him in the sequels. And I don't even want to talk about it. We shouldn't, but it's bad. I don't even want to talk about it. No. Uh, number four is uh, Leia Organa. I think oh, yeah? is probably an underrated character. Yeah. Because she's always billed as the princess. She's not, really. She's totally a badass. The whole franchise. You know, that is true. Um, and I think that's... It's fun, one, watching it, expecting it to just be, oh, damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. But she's, like, the one out front shooting people half the time. Yeah, that's and true. she's the one, like, bossing people around. Like, she's like, I know what's going on. Shut up. You don't know nothing. Like, yeah. it's really fun to see that character kind of flipped and really taking charge and yeah, really and like, being... you're right, like, directly from the start. Yeah. Um, I think that's most evident in A New Hope, the first mm-hmm. the original Star Wars movie. I think that's definitely peak Leia. Um, she definitely falls into love interest in Empire a bit. Um, but then but there's he, more than that. Yeah. But even in Return of the Jedi, then, she's on speeder bikes. She's, you know... I mean, she's, she's like the general, like... Yeah, she's the one that breaks everybody. Han out, yeah. of, out of Jabba's palace, like... Yeah. Um, but I think that just sort of... Yeah, the, it's like the damsel in distress, the princess in the tower now becomes the lady in charge, I think is a really cool kind well, of character arc. And the second they find her, they're expecting that because the like, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And they come and she goes, aren't you short for stormtroopers? Yeah. Like the first thing she says, right? So, okay, do you want to hear, hear my fun fact? This is Star Wars fun fact. She wasn't supposed to say that exactly, no. right? No, no, no. Is the, in the original script, mm-hmm. in the original design... Luke Skywalker was, like, this tall. Oh. Like, he was, like, a little short alien. Oh. That and, I didn't And know. not a person. Yeah. And, and that was a holdover from that original script. Oh. I mean, it, it still works. Yeah, he's supposed to walk in, and he's, like, three feet tall. Oh. And she's like, aren't you a little <laughs> short for a stormtrooper? But it's, it's really funny that Mark Hamill, who's a normal-heighted human person, yeah. walks into the room, and she goes, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Like, it's just such a, like... Fuck you to like, yeah, you know, like a stormtrooper walks into your cell potentially to murder you. You're like, aren't you too short? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, I love that. Good point. Um, I I put Ahsoka at number three. Ah, uh, I think ah. I love that character and I love how she has the Leia energy of like it's very anti authority, yeah. Um, and she's the only one that, like, doesn't put up with Anakin and Obi-Wan's bullshit. Like, she's the only one to be like, really? Why? That's stupid. Um, and I think that... Okay, I saw... Did I send you the meme the other day? I don't know. I got another meme. And it was, like, the evolution of, like, Jedis and... You did send me So it was, like, Qui-Gon to Obi-Wan is, like... Hey, that was bad. Don't do that. And Obi Wan's like, yes, sir. And then Obi Wan to Anakin is like, hey, that was stupid. Don't do that again. And Anakin is like, oh, fine. And then Anakin to Ahsoka is like, hey, that was stupid. Don't do that. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love that, yeah. and I love 
that she's like there's so much kickback from her early yeah. on that it establishes her as like a strong character and not just like another kind of cog in the machine. Yeah. Um but then again the like she's the only Jedi that sort of sees that the system is failing. Yeah. Well, I guess Anakin does. Well, and also a uh, Barris. Yes. But like, you know, she goes all kinds of rogue. Yeah. Oh god, that's such a that's Isn't that so good? Such a good yeah. story. Um just watch everyone needs to watch the Clone Wars. Please, I'm begging. Um But then like the sort of them betraying her and then she just deciding to leave. Mm-hmm. Um then she shows up later on the Rebel series. I guess they have cast someone as her for the next season of Mandalorian. <gasps> yeah. Buddy. Um, we gotta catch up. We haven't watched that yet. Uh I I love Ahsoka and I love mm-hmm. that well firstly just strong female characters in Star Wars are few and far between. Yeah. Um, so we we love to see it. Yes. Uh and especially somebody that can hold their own as much as Ahsoka does. Um even with like authority figures in her own like circle. Listen. Ahsoka. It's big spoilers. Big. Turn this off. Big spoilers. Ahsoka caught Darth Maul by herself. Like, everybody else just thought they killed him. And she doesn't even have to kill him. She can catch him. By herself. I... We can't even get into (laughs) that. Oh my god, like, that... Like, I love that they gave her that. Like, that was just, like, peak One uh, One of the guys I work with is, like, watching the last four episodes of The Clone Wars makes the entire series worth it. It's... Oh my god, it's so good. And I absolutely agree. Yes. Um... She's just such a good character. Uh, and and it, for a character that was not established in the movies, I think it's huge. Yeah. That doesn't have that sort of... Um, it doesn't have, like, the pomp of Darth mm-hmm. Vader. Yeah. That, that is that sort of, you know, like, super iconic. They sort of mm-hmm. had a, to establish her from nothing. Yeah. And that makes it even cooler. And it could have been, like, so lame that she's like, oh, this is the character that they added for the show, and they could have just, like, done whatever with her character because it didn't have to matter, but they made it matter. Right. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. So good. Um, Number two is uh, Han Solo. Oh. Um, I think as far as... Not... (sighs) It's like, wait a minute, let me think about this before I, I just start talking. This, like, imagine you're in, in watching Star Wars for the first time. Han Solo comes on screen and you're like, I don't care what this guy is up to. I don't care what he's doing. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, what's that? What is it? Futurama? Is it? Is it? No, it's um, Rick and Morty is the meme. It's like, you crazy you son, son of a bitch. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm in. Um he has that vibe the whole time. And it's like this yeah. sort of, um, I love that that's sort of, it's very much, Han Solo is very much the heart of what Star Wars, the, the idea that sort of sparked Star Wars was like swashbuckling pirate mm-hmm. kind of, uh, romantic, uh, m- middle, um, medieval era kind of, uh, you know, Pirate movie in space. Yeah. He is that. Yeah. 
Um, he's the most that. Right. Um, I love that it's like, he's just totally badass, and he doesn't care about anything, and he's just in it for himself, and you just love him so much from the start. Mm-hmm. I think part of that is portrayed masterfully by Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. I No other person could have done that. Role. No. Um, I think that's definitely part of it. I think the other sort of half of that is he's that character, and he remains that character, but you get glimpses into mm-hmm. his soft side. Like, that he does care about these people. And he has, like, you know, small changes of heart and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, just the fact that the whole first movie, he's like, I'm just in it for the money. And then he comes back at the end. Yeah. To, like, save his friends. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole, yeah, that's the whole thing. Right. And then he immediately goes back to, like, whatever, kid. Like, I'm just, you know. <laughs> um, I just, I love yeah. that sort of part of him. That he's always, he's trying to be a little more badass than he actually is. Yeah. Because it's like, he loves Luke, and he loves Leia, and he loves Chewie. Yeah. And it's, and it it seems a little bit like he's putting on airs, but not too much. Yeah. Like, he's definitely a badass, and he'll definitely Mm -hmm. just... Shoot first? Shoot first, ask questions later. Uh, But he does have that sort of, he does have that soft spot in him. I think it's a really great character writing. Yes. Um... And I love that, even in the sequel, that he comes off as that as first, at mm-hmm. first. But then it's sort of like, he has, like, a soft spot. And I, mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I just, I think that character, in general, is super well written. Because he remains really consistent, too. Yeah. And it, it doesn't feel... It's consistent without being stagnant. Like, it's not boring... Because he doesn't have character change. It's it's like... Um, yeah, it's just consistent. Yeah, it feels really welcoming because it is a consistent character. Yes. But it's such an interesting character that you love him no matter what. Yes. I think it's really well written. Hard agree. Um, I do have a, a few honorable mentions. Um, holy cow, I love Cad Bane. Oh my god, she's so good. <laughs> uh... Cad Bane is just the most spaghetti western bad guy. Sorry, little lady, we'll have to dance another time. I. <laughs> that's the best so line. good. Um, I just I need more Cad Bane in everything. Uh, yep. He is he's like the nega Han Solo, and I think that's why I like him so yeah. much. He's that character, but he's actually but a bad evil. guy. Yeah. Um, but he's super clever and he's super smart mm-hmm. and he's just cool as hell. He's cool as hell, and he's just in it for the money every time. Yep. He's like, I don't care what you are, what you're doing, just pay me. Yep. And I love that there's a the recurring bit in the Clone Wars that he's like, yeah, I'll do it, but it's going to cost you double. Yep. Like, that comes up a couple times, that he's always just like, yeah, you got to pay me triple scale or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, such a great character. Um, General Grievous is so good. <laughs> Um, General Grievous has very little personality, yeah. v- virtually no character development, but it's just so damn cool yeah. <laughs> that you're like, I don't care. I don't care. Um, yeah, that's why he's not on the list, but he is in my heart. Maybe the coolest character design in all of Star Wars. In everything ever. Um, it's just so good. Uh, I will, I'll throw in, uh, Anakin. Because I think his whole sort of rise and fall and redemption is yeah. 
it's a good arc. It's a little cliche. Sure. Um, I think the thing that made Darth Vader so iconic in the first place is that you didn't have that backstory. Mm-hmm. And I think the backstory cheapens Darth Vader as a villain slightly. Hmm. It it definitely reinforces Anakin. As yeah, it's a like character. you get Anakin, but then it's right. It, it's Darth like, Vader is less. It makes yeah. him more realistic as a as a person. Yeah. But I think that what General Grievous has that the prequels took away from Darth Vader. Oh, that's you know a good what I point. mean. Yeah, is that there's a certain amount of mystery, and there's a certain amount of you're just like, what is this guy, and like, because what is he doing? Literally yeah. until nine tenths of the way through Return of the Jedi, you've never seen his face. Yeah, and I think that's huge as far as creating mystery and creating this really intriguing villain. Yeah. But then they give him all this backstory. Yeah. And it, it justifies everything, but I think it takes away some of the magic. That's fair. That's fair. Um, one of my favorite characters from the Clone Wars is Asajj Ventress. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> um, again, strong female characters mm-hmm. uh, who is just so badass it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. like the stuff that she does i can't believe it (laughs) is so cool Mm -hmm. um i love the interplay between her and obi-wan oh god so good um and it's like it's the perfect like she's super sexy Mm -hmm. but she's super evil uh but then she has this really cool um like she's sort of cast out Mm -hmm. from underneath um uh, Count Dooku and she feels super betrayed and then she decides the sort of new life as a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. It's a really great sort of character arc. Yes. And the fact that like like she's so evil all the time until he betrays her and then you see this moment of like like all the humanity just rushes into her yep. eyes and that it's such a great scene. Yep. Um, and I love that it's like she's still kind of evil but she doesn't have the motivation anymore. Yep. And so she's like willing to help Ahsoka. Like it's such a good, yes. such a good plot device. Amazing. Um, that's probably, she should have probably been in top five. Uh, well, there can only be five, so it's hard to pick. Yes. Uh, the, my number one Star Wars character is Obi-Wan. Uh, and I think, I think the reason is that Obi-Wan goes through the most character change, but it's mm-hmm. all, plot-related character change. Okay, yeah. Um, in, in like, Phantom Menace, he's very much the apprentice. Yeah. Like, he's very much, oh, yes, master, sorry, master. In Attack of the Clones, he's very much the opposite. He's the master role. And there's a lot of time that he spends being super mean to Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Anakin is being a jerk. Agreed. But he's also just, like... A kid. Well, it's Obi-Wan is being very much like the mentor. Yeah. Like, don't do that. That's super not cool. Mm -hmm. You're failing the thing. But then by the Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith, he's mellowed out a lot more. And they're more sort of like friends. Like, they're, you know, they have this kind of brotherly relationship. Yeah. Um, And even, I think, more so in Revenge of the Sith... He loses some of that formality to him, mm-hmm. and he's a much more likable character. He's yeah. cracking jokes all the time. And Hello there. Yeah. It just <laughs> he has this sort of snarky edge to him mm-hmm. that I think 
wasn't allowed to come out as him being an apprentice. Yeah. Or as the super serious master, too. Yeah. That I think he put on, he puts on this air of authority. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of that is he's trying to act... He's just trying to be ma- Qui-Gon. Yeah, he's trying he's to... like, this is what I know, so that's what I have to yes. be. And then he realizes, like, he can chill. Right. He's, he's acting more mature than he actually is. Yeah. Um, and then with the original series, he's this old man who's seen some shit. <laughs> and I yeah. think he's the only character that has... Like, he understands how his actions have affected other people, and mm-hmm. he regrets it. Yeah. And I think that's what makes... Okay, to, to back up, portrayed masterfully mm. by Ewan McGregor and Sir Alec Guinness. Mm-hmm. Like, firstly, Ewan McGregor playing Alec, Alec Guinness playing Obi-Wan yeah. is a, it's such a good casting call. Yeah. Like, he just does it so well. Of course I know him. He's me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the fact that Obi-Wan is really in only half of... Mm. A New Hope, and he's such a memorable character, I think is also part of that. Um, and it's, you know, he's this old, sort of wise, weathered guy that feels really bad about what's happened, but he's not, he hasn't given up hope yet. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes him such a good thing. And it's, he doesn't discourage Luke from sort of following that path. Yeah. He sort of sees him and he's like, okay, this is somebody I should prop up. And not yeah. just, like, it's, what's the point? Sure. Because um, he could have gone sort of the Darth Maul route and gone, like, everything is bad. I've ruined everything. Mm-hmm. This is terrible. I'm just going to hide in the desert and die. Yeah. Like, he could have gone that, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was another that said, like, the fact that he was so in love with Satine, but stayed like, true to his yeah. sort of values that he committed to, mm-hmm. even after, like, all this terrible stuff happens. Yeah. He's the only Jedi that doesn't seriously screw up. Like, he stays, right. even after all of the terrible things, he sort of stays true to his beliefs. Yes. Yes. Such a good character. He is such a good boy. We love him. <laughs> I love him. We, I just, we... More Obi-Wan, please. There's, well, are they doing that series or not? It seems, I, like, very on the they fence. They were, and then they weren't, and now I guess they are again. Hayden Christensen is supposed to be in it. He's, like, 40, but supposed to be playing Anakin. Like, how's that going to work? But all right. Well, no, because it's, it's suppo- isn't it supposed to be after Revenge of the Sith? Oh, uh, I don't remember. I think Probably. It's, I think it's supposed to take I place guess it would in, have the, to be, huh? in the interim, yeah. So I guess he's... Playing Darth Vader, but everything has been saying right. Whatever, I forgot. Uh, we should wrap this up. We absolutely should. Sorry for the long episode. Hope that's uh, kosher. Every time, here's the thing. Every time <laughs> that Star Wars is on the docket, it goes long. That's very true. But I hope that's what the people are here for. <laughs> we have a lot of feelings. I want to watch that Rebel show. It's. I just, I need to know now. Wait, I think we should, I think you should watch it, and then yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, one other thing I was going to say is that uh, the actual best Star Wars character is R2, but he's just in a tier of his own, so he can't be in the, uh... <laughs> R2 is the best Star Wars. Could Fair anything, enough. they couldn't have gotten away with literally anything without R2. 
And uh, the fact that he is such a lovable character, and like you can understand him, and he doesn't speak. There, there <laughs> is a theory that R two D two is the sort of linchpin for everything that happens. Yeah, I mean, kind of, right? Like he's the one dictating everything. Everything. Yeah, I would love to read about um, that. So, he, okay, the 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 interesting thing, the in in this sort of in this theory. Uh is at the end of Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. they're on the Tanta Four, which is where they begin in A New Hope. Nice, yeah. nice setup. Yes. And um, Captain Antilly says, take these droids down, have their memory wiped. Yep. C-3PO's memory gets wiped. Yep. R2's does it. His never gets wiped. I so, firmly believe that he remembers everything. He remembers everything. And that's part of why he's the sort of he makes the things happen because yeah. he knows everything. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I firmly believe theory. that, honestly. But uh, we should get out of here. We're we're pushing record length podcast. Oh here. God, what, where are we at? We're <laughs> one fifty six. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, we gotta go. We gotta go. Uh, thank you for listening. We gotta go. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh gosh.